say Haven't changed, had much to say But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy I guess we'll just we'll just go now. Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back, baby. The boys are back. You thought you thought a paltry four and a half months would keep us away. You thought we were done. You thought the dictatorship was done sailing. <laughs> you thought that this was the end for the number one rated millennial dad podcast hosted by two people with the same name. You thought wrong because we're did. back. We're back. Actually, we never left. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> what did my comeback? <laughs> okay, but we are back. Welcome back to Ask Your Dad, a podcast where two millennial dads talk about dad stuff and try to be funny at the same time. Try. Yeah. I mean, we're funny to us, but yeah, there's no laugh track, so who knows? But if you're oh, listening to this four and a half months later, then maybe we were yeah, funny all along. <laughs> maybe so. Uh, thank you for coming back with us. Um, we've been busy. Yep. It has been a long time. What have you been up to in these last, uh, I guess it has been four and a half months, right? Am I doing my math right on Let's that? Since January. Well, January. So February, I, March, I think the last April. time we recorded was January 20th. I, f- I believe that was the last day we recorded. Yeah. So I would call it four months because it's just shy of four months. Yeah. No, no, no. Long time. Yep. So, remember all of our New Year's resolutions from the episode before that. So, uh, we did not, in fact, nope. continue to do the podcast for a full year. <laughs> Almost immediately failed. Is all like I voiced it, and it was like, no, we're not doing. That. Nope. So let's see. Been going to school. My wife's been in nursing school also at the same time, and then all my kids are in school extracurriculars and stuff like that uh taking care of my aunt that's still all going on uh kids are not out of school yet which you know yep two more weeks right yep 10 school days Ten school days um let's see oh so my wife got into like the pilot program for a summer semester for nursing school so she had like four days off of school and now she's back in class again. <laughs> um, so last weekend we went to St. Augustine with the kids and everything. Nice. That was pretty awesome. It looked like a lot of fun. Uh, it was a ton of fun. We walked like 19 miles, including uh, to the top of a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there were 219 stairs. Sounds and, about right. Uh, I was feeling it. <laughs> Until yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, a, in one of our early, I forget which episode it was, we were talking about taking like baby moon vacations before when you're, when you're what significant other or wife or whoever is super pregnant. And uh, I had re- related to the podcast and to you that 
our baby moon was St. Augustine. So my only, my only visit to St. Augustine was that baby moon. And while St. Augustine was very beautiful and there was some cool stuff we saw, uh, I did not get the full experience. Well, I don't know if you're going to have any more baby moons or not, but no. um, <laughs> you could just have a regular moon. Yeah, we could just do a regular moon one day <laughs> and go back and do it right. Yeah. Uh, the kids uh, saw the castle and everything, which was pretty awesome. Um, they had a demonstration every day at 3.30 for uh, like loading and firing the cannon oh, off, cool. the, off the fort there. Um, that was awesome because... Uh, I think they pick different like uniforms every week, and the week we were there was the Spanish uniforms. Oh, cool! Which are the the people who built the fort. Yeah. So, uh, I like that. Yeah. That was one of the things that we couldn't do when we were there. Not because we didn't get to. We tried, uh, but because there was a government shutdown that weekend, and oh. so it was done. It couldn't. It was not open. So we missed out on that. that but sucks. what I did not miss out on was the Museum of Medieval Torture. Oh, I didn't see or go to that when yeah. I was there. Well, you had, you had the kids with you, so that's probably oh, good. Yeah. That's true. What is that? I do not know. It's after 5 o'clock. I'm going to have to call the association about this. <laughs> it sounds... Okay, I can't hear it outside the headphones. I was like, why does it sound so clear in the headphones when I take them <laughs> off? Oh, but now I can still hear it. Never. You get some ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Studio like. Bender. <laughs> so you guys went to St. Augustine, and yep. it was the jams. Did you get to go to Mayday Ice Cream? We, There's a couple different Mayday Ice Creams around the spot. We did not, but we did get to go to Whataburger. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love Whataburger. Yeah. That's now the closest Whataburger to our house, by the way. Dude, when you told me they <laughs> opened up one in St. Augustine, it blew my mind. That's not true. There, there's, uh, there's a location in Orlando. Is there? There is. Oh, unless they've closed down recently, because last time I went to Orlando, uh, Mitch, Sean, and I all stopped by Whataburger. Well, I didn't know that, and it was their first time. Because I would just drive to Orlando for Whataburger. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a lot like, closer. Than I would plan lunch around that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. <laughs> I have a. Uh, I mean, I guess I can't say this because I was surprised by the Whataburger inclusion in St. Augustine, but I have like a mental map of Whataburger locations because it, it is the best fast food in America. And I will, I will, I don't care what those in and out people say. I, uh, I had a chance to do that when I was in California, but the people I was with didn't want to stop and go to in and out burger. So I didn't get a chance to experience it. So until I'm proven wrong, what a burger's the best. So this will probably piss everyone off who likes in and out like the <laughs> most, but I did get to go there when I was in Salt Lake and, uh, it was just like better steak and shake to me. Mm. So it's not quite the level that we're looking for with the Whataburger comparison. I was going to say, <laughs> so, I mean, in and outs good, but I think it's Whataburger not. is better. Plus the one I went to in St. Augustine was like brand spanking new and it was like fully staffed and like, you know, there's a bunch of people in the <laughs> but kitchen. But the line actually moved pretty there quickly. Was no Cause if, everybody was just, that's what I'm working. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and there's, there's one criticism you can ever make about Whataburger and it's that their lines move slow as shit at any location I've ever been to across the three different cities I've had it in, <laughs> but they can do that because their product is so good. They know you will wait for Whataburger. Yeah. 
It's uh, I don't even know what like their logo or saying is, but it's just the best. I don't either. <laughs> Maybe it's just what a burger. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the logo is a giant orange W and the so. W, uh, orange and white stripes on everything, like a nice creamsicle. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, little one, you know how they put the burger inside two wrappers? Little one took the clean wrapper and she made me a origami flower out of it. Oh. So have a keepsake. Nice. Yeah. My best souvenir. That Are you I got. listening, Whataburger? Sponsor us. <laughs> New merch ideas for free. <laughs> Brought to you by Whataburger. <laughs> Sponsor us by putting a Whataburger in Sarasota or Northport. We're not picky. <laughs> I got salty at them every time I posted on their thing to put one here. And they never, ever answered me. Yeah, any any social there. media that pops up for Whataburger, I'm like, you know it would be really cool? Yeah. <laughs> it's if you expanded south to a place that desperately needs it. What do we have? Culver's? I actually they're, like Culver's, but they're no Whataburger. I always get sick when I eat at Culver's, mm. so I don't know if it's all the butter or what. I mean, that'll 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 do it. <laughs> I have a friend who gets sick every time he has Buffalo Wild Wings, but I like Buffalo Wild Wings if you want, like, I don't know. Buffalo Wild Wings? Cheap, <laughs> cheapo, like, corporate chain store wings, but they get the job done sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of a story... From Iraq. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, uh, I think I remember this story. Yeah. But they don't, so tell it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, when I was in Iraq, um, R&R is a thing that happens during your deployment. And basically, you get to go home for, I think, it's like 10 days or two weeks or something like that. It ends up being longer than that because of your travel time, and your leave doesn't start until you get to your destination. Oh, so that's like, generous. Yeah, so it's... Uh, like for me, I was gone, I think, for like a month because when I got to Kuwait, for some reason, I was there for like six days before I, I came back home. <laughs> it's a hell of a layover. Yeah. Six day layover in Kuwait. So, <laughs> And then on the way back, I was there for like five days. And it's weird because, uh, you know, I was going into Baghdad, which is a pretty common. Right. Maybe Maybe there were just so many people. So... For whatever reason, I got to be out of the war zone-ish. Well, I mean, Kuwait's not really a war zone, but, you know, still far from home and all that. Yeah. I got to be out of the the active. Right. And then, uh, so that's a, that's a big old tangent there. Yep. Um, <laughs> now you know what R&R is and yep. <laughs> how it works, kind of. Uh, so later in the deployment, someone went home and... She was like, you guys want me to bring you anything back? And we were like, yeah, bring us some Asian Zing Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, so uh, she actually did it. Uh, <laughs> she got an order of the wings and then froze them in a five-gallon bucket and then put them in one of her bags and then brought the wings from America all the way back to Baghdad. And uh, it was one of my best days over there. <laughs> just um, a little taste from home. Just yeah. Anything. <laughs> and uh, the way she froze it, it was like packed in the original packaging with like plastic bags wrapped around it and then frozen in a block of ice. Uh, I have no idea like how she was able to do that. <laughs> um, but she did it. She figured it out and she brought us <laughs> freaking Buffalo Wild Wings. It was amazing. The best part about that story to me, besides the fact that you got a little slice of home, you know, out there, 
was you've told me that story before and I've, I've not memorized that story, but it's one of your war stories that I remember first out of all the things you've told me yeah. just because one is super wholesome and cool. And two, I just imagine you guys like melting a giant block of ice and just like thaw. Yeah. <laughs> thaw. I'm so hungry, <laughs> but I've always, and it's really funny cause we were just talking about Whataburger. I've always misremembered that story. And then up until now I didn't know I was wrong. I misremember that story that you had gotten Whataburger. Oh. That you had gotten Whataburger, <laughs> like spicy ketchup and something else that you like really wanted. Oh. And they had frozen it in a block of ice and sent it back over. And you guys were like, yes, we got it. So you didn't misremember the ketchup because one of the things I didn't like over there was the ketchup because, you know, in America, everything's like pumped full of sugar. Mm-hmm. So it tastes really like sweet. And our ketchup is basically like tomato syrup <laughs> and not really. Well, they didn't have like that kind of ketchup over there. They had what the rest of the world has, which is, you know, normal, super (laughs) sugar. It's like, anyway, so I hated the ketchup and, uh, my dad sent me, um, when they first came out, Heinz used to make these little glass bottles of ketchup, Mm. like little shots Mm -hmm. of ketchup basically. And he sent me like a hundred and (laughs) a hundred of those or whatever. Maybe and that's then, what I remembered too. Maybe because that was a that was just a two. yeah. You just <laughs> I think you just combine the stories because I did get the the ketchup and I think somehow Whataburger got it. My my remembrance of that story is one of the first times I had thought of or heard of Whataburger. So I don't know how that actually. Now I don't know how I actually learned about Whataburger because I knew about it before I went to Tallahassee. Oh, which they had like six of them. Well, also probably my fault because that's what I'm saying. I yeah. spent so much time in Texas <laughs> when I was in the army. And Whataburger, so yes, <laughs> like everywhere in Texas, it's. I are mean, they based in Texas or are they based in Georgia? So I they think used they're to based be, in Texas. They used to be based in Texas, but I think they they sold it or something. Because mm-hmm. I remember on the Whataburger face Facebook a few years ago, like a bunch of people were mad at them because uh-huh. I think like some big company, probably like in Chicago or something, owns it now. That does sound familiar. Anyway, podcast <laughs> listeners, you will, you will you will learn that I am horrible for remembering specific details of stories sometimes, <laughs> like shockingly bad. <laughs> well, I think you remembered very relevant things. Just <laughs> I remember the emotion. <laughs> exactly. That's the important part of the story anyway. <laughs> I just thought it was cool that we were talking about Whataburger, and I was like, wait, this is the Whataburger story, and you're like, Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that kind of covers everything. Just just school, basically, yeah. for everyone. Just dominates and, when you get in the thick of it. And, you know, being a caretaker and all that, everything that comes with that. Yeah. Um, and we all do our caretaker, I guess, shifts over there. <laughs> so um, even the kids have their own own little help-outs they deal with every, every day. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So... Um, what have you been up to? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> since the last time we recorded, my littlest kid has turned one. My older, well, oldest, because there's only two, has turned four. Mm. During that span of time, Lincoln, the little one, was admitted to the ER twice for two different stomach bugs a couple months apart that just absolutely like dehydrated him. The first time... Um, our pediatrician recommended that we go. So we went down to um, Fort Myers to the children's hospital down there because it's way closer than Tampa for us. Yeah. 
And we went down there and he told us like, make sure they give him fluids, you know, bring a stool sample if you can and blah, 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 blah. And we got there and we sat in the ER for uh, like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And we went in and they saw him. They're like, yep, he's dehydrated. Um, or, or that he's sick or whatever. They, they gave him a bunch of medicine that he immediately threw up. We told him that he was going to do that because stomach bug. Um, they had to give him a second round of medicine and all this other stuff. Long story short, they did not give him fluids that day because he started holding some stuff down afterwards. Um, and they didn't want that. They actually laughed at us for having a stool sample. We saved a poop diaper in a plastic bag so it wouldn't stink up the place and everything. And we, we brought it with them. They just laughed at us. Like, we don't need us. We don't need a stool sample. We're not testing that. And I'm like, okay, our doctor told us. I'm sorry. Maybe that's one of those doctor jokes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, like only doctors do that to other people. <laughs> we reported back to our pediatrician. He got annoyed on our behalf that they didn't do any of the things he told th- us to have them do while we were there. Um, but he got better, and then he got worse. And like like I had said on the last couple episodes, like since November, it's just been like a random string of illnesses between the four of us. Like one of us will get sick. I actually just got over a cold and now my kids both are getting that cold. So it just still hasn't stopped. Uh, hopefully summer will stop that and in 10, 10 business days will be all on, all on summer break, which would be nice. Um, the second time we went was much more dire. He was throwing up a ton, diarying a ton, same kind of deal. We took him back there that time. Uh, they admitted him for a little while. They did give him his first IV ever. They, um, I always wondered how they give little kids IVs because why wouldn't a little kid just be like, meow, and rip it out of their arm and stuff. Uh, they have a nice, cool little Velcro foam pad that they can't get off that they put around the IV. It's called a no-no, which we thought was super cute because anytime is. they reach for it, they say no-no, <laughs> which we laughed about. They did that. He was doing this weird thing the second time where there was a really painful buildup to when he would throw up. Boom. And it, it happened, we watched it happen like four or five times. And like, he'd be cool, he'd be calm, he'd be chill, uh, still feverish, still having diarrhea, but like he would just start getting upset. And just like, it would build up and he'd be more and more uncomfortable and making these very uncomfortable grunting noises. And then it would just crescendo with him just screaming. And then he would throw up. And we're like, what the hell is going on? Um, so with that information, they did an ultrasound on him and an x-ray on him and all these other tests on him. And they took so much blood and it was, it sucked. Um, all of that just to basically say, yeah, he's got a stomach bug, but they treated us really nice and I'm, I'm shorthanding the story so it doesn't take forever. Um, but they were really awesome. They took care of him both times. And we were really happy with that children's hospital. So we will continue going there in emergencies. That's scary stuff. It is. And that's the most like harrowing stuff that's happened. You know, them getting sick and colds and stuff that just comes and goes. Thankfully they handle that like champs by now. What else? I've had some medical stuff. I went to the doctor just for some routine blood work. Cause our, our school district said, if you don't get a wellness check once every couple of years, that the only insurance option you can have now is the lowest option of their four. Hmm. So we're like, well, let's go get some wellness checks then. That's fine. Uh, so we did, and we got some blood work done and I have been con- not convinced, but suspicious that I've had low testosterone for a long time, like probably a lot of my life. Uh, so I talked to my doctor about it a few years ago and he's taken some routine blood work every couple of years and we just been out of track and it getting a little lower, a little lower, a little lower. So I am now on testosterone prescribed. So I'm taking roids. Um, I think it's really funny that out of all of my friends who are athletes or do combat sports or martial arts or just are in the lifting culture and like are either bodybuilders or power lifters or, you know, just 
super fit and in the gym all the time that I am the one friend, (laughs) (laughs) me who has like an 80% body fat. (laughs) I am the one who is now not natty. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it's a temporary thing. A doctor basically is like, you know, anyone who knows is no surprise that we're heavy. Um, but he basically just said he suspects that my low testosterone has come from just almost a lifetime of being overweight. And if I lose the weight good enough and for keep it off for long enough, then my body will just naturally respond. Um, so this is kind of like just a quick jump start to like get me back into good habits. And with summer break coming up, I'm going to get back into it. I've done like three days of little at home, high intensity circuit workouts just to get my heart rate going and to not sit because he said, basically, if you're not doing anything, while you're on testosterone, your body's just going to build whatever tissue you feed it. So if I'm just a lazy fatty and don't do anything and don't like move around, the testosterone is just going to make me balloon up super fast and have the opposite effect of what we want. So, um, he's like, do you want to start like right now? And I was like, okay. And so now I'm just kind of like jump starting into an exercise program and, and a diet, which is what I've needed. I've needed Well, I was going to say a shot in the arm to get me going, but I guess a shot in my ass. But I've needed some kind of, like, external motivator to, like, push me towards it because I'll find any excuse. And right now our kids are excuse because, like, when do I have the time to do exercise and stuff? Um, Which brings us up to date with me and also kind of into our topic today. Yeah. Because we wanted to talk about, like, how, as fathers, how we can maintain, like, a work-life balance or a life balance or a personal life balance with all the responsibilities that we have. And it is tough. Very tough, as you can see by, <laughs> you know, when we put out our last episode. <laughs> We've got uh, a lot of stuff going on. There's something in education, whether you're a student or a teacher, whether it's the beginning or middle of a semester or whatever, there's something about the, the January to March grind that is, like, just really really intense and like really demanding of time and like it does not surprise me that we haven't been able to meet up for like four months yeah um because we're both in the throes of our semester me you as a student in college and me as a teacher at high school like state testing and grades and grading and all these like down to the wire kind of stuff like man it is brutal yeah and basically you know when we were recording like in January, those couple times, like it seems like in my program, everything is like backloaded. Mm-hmm. So like they have to teach you all this stuff. So that way you're educated enough to do your assignments about that <laughs> stuff. So it's like all my assignments are due in like the last two and a half months right. of the semester. <laughs> like the first half was kind of like very like easy breezy. Learning like let me go to class and discussions. <laughs> and then it's like, 12-page paper, 12-page paper, 8-page nope. paper. Like, <laughs> But I made it through. Yes, you did. And you made it through. Yep. There's a light at the end of the tunnel for yeah. you. I'm, I'm pretty much on easy street now with, with two school weeks left. Um, all the state testing and all the, the international testing that my students do is over. A lot of their scores have come back. They're looking pretty good. Probably better than any other class group I've had in my career, which is pretty awesome. That made me feel pretty good. Um, Then so they're doing an independent research project for the last couple of weeks, and it's going to keep going until the last day of school. So it frees me up a lot during class day to tidy up grades and go through paperwork and all this stuff that I haven't been able to do. Also, we haven't had professional days this year because because of the hurricane. Yeah, which means. 
you guys got to send your kids to school two extra days. Yeah. And those two extra days, it doesn't <laughs> sound like a lot, but man, I really count on those days. And I did not realize that until they were gone. Like my desk at work is a mess because I just don't have time to organize or file or do anything. I just got stacks like a couple feet high on my desk um, that just need to be filed, thrown away or shredded. And they just, they've just been sitting there because I just don't have time. I don't really get to stay after work anymore, which I try not to anyway because I don't want to work outside of contract hours. I always joke with my kids. They're like, could you put my grades in? I was like, no. Nah. If I ain't getting paid, I ain't going to grade. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm trying to, that's part of my work-life balance as a teacher that I'm trying to sort out is not doing a ton of extracurricular work. Um, because in the teaching field, that absolutely will eat you alive. There's always something to do. And it'll always make your life a little easier in the classroom if you get it done outside of the classroom. But that's my kids' time. That's my family time. Exactly. And uh, I, had to, I had to teach myself pretty early on to leave all of that at work. Um, so that's a pretty good, like, first rule. Yeah. You know, if you're going to... You really have to set gonna boundaries. you're going to codify this topic. Yeah. You know, set healthy boundaries. You have to. And, and every profession is different. I obviously am talking about a specific profession where, you know, I have a legion of students I have to tend to for eight hours a day, and then I do all my clerical work. But, like, with every job, you got to set boundaries. If your job will allow you to do something after work or call you in for extra hours and stuff at some point you got to just not like don't let it ruin yeah some there's always a balance especially like if you're working at an hourly wage and you need some overtime to make some extra scratch that's just something you guys got to kind of balance out and figure out but it's really okay to say no sometimes and and leave work at work and be like nah this this is family time that's definitely something i wish i uh i wish i knew when i was younger especially when my my kids were still babies because when Shirley was born, I was like still trying to be a cop and I was doing security work, mm-hmm. which paid trash. Yep. <laughs> and uh, in order to offset the trash pay, I work like, you know, 70 to 90 hours a week mm-hmm. just to just to keep up, make ends meet at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So like I missed, I missed a lot of stuff during during her development like from a baby to a toddler yeah um but i think we talked about that in the past a little bit yeah a little um so if you're younger don't be afraid to say no yeah um i mean every situation is different like i said like you know your finances we don't so some people have to work extra they just don't have a choice well that's where i felt like i was at back then yeah but now to me with with hindsight yeah. i was like you know i could have you know not bought soda or something like that and sure or whatever it was you know yeah. whatever i decided i needed financially uh because there's a lot more gray in my <laughs> hair than there was four months ago right and uh a little bit of wisdom has popped in since then <laughs> as well and i'm just like being there is more important to me than yeah. the but also my my financial situation is much different now mm-hmm. too. So it, I don't know what to say. It goes a long that. way. Yeah, it goes a long <laughs> way. And, and you guys found yourself in a spot where you can both go to school and, but now also your kids are older and more independent. Exactly. You know? That's a lot like, of, I couldn't, I couldn't do now what you're doing because my kids are too dependent. They, they need both of us to be quite honest with you. But when they're older, that's something that, you know, that situation could have been me. And then when your kids were younger, 
you know, you weren't in the situation you're in now, so you needed to go to work to make that money. But like you said, like there's always, there's always a balance you can find. You can find the tip of the bell curve. Be like, what's the most amount of money I can make versus what's the most amount of time I'm willing to sacrifice. So this is a little off topic, but we'll let them pick out stuff mm-hmm. and I'll try to pick out stuff that less is less expensive yeah. and they'll voice that. And I'm just like, guys, it doesn't matter to you guys what it costs. Right. You just pick out what you want. We're trying to start that a little bit early with Nixon um, by letting him pick out when we get to go get toys for him, let him pick ones out and then try to, he's four, so he doesn't understand all the way, but it's helping get there. Um, but like saying like, all right, this is the money we have. You need to look for a number lower than this. He can count to 20 now. So like he can, he can work out a little bit on a slower scale, a slow four year old scale. Um, and it takes him some time, but mostly he just sees the cool stuff and he's like, is this $20? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that is $75. <laughs> he's like, is that more than 20? Like, yes, it is. <laughs> Cause you've never counted that number before. <laughs> um, but we're, we're trying to, to work it out. My parents have actually been helping. They got him a piggy bank for his birthday. It was either Christmas or his birthday. I think it was his birthday. And uh, every time they, I don't normally carry cash because we live in an increasingly digital world. So I just have the plastic monies. You can't put plastic monies in a piggy bank. Um, or at least you can't put part of your plastic monies yeah. in a piggy bank. You put the whole thing in there, but... Um, but they've been really cool about whenever they come over, they used to bring him a toy every day that they came over and he still asks, he'll see them. And if we're lucky, he'll give them a hug and say hi first. But then he's like, did you bring me a toy? Hmm. Um, but lately instead of toys, they've been bringing him change. So he's been adding up his piggy bank every couple of weekends. He'll get some more coins from Mimi and Papa. And, uh, he's up to like, let's say $18, something like that somewhere in the ballpark. He's got a cool digital piggy bank that will count for him. So I don't have to keep emptying out to remember. (laughs) I just press the button and the LCD screen will tell me. So he's, he's saving up for a new power ranger Zord. He's got the dino fury Moza razor Zord. And now he wants the dino fury T-Rex champion Zord because he likes newfangled power rangers. Oh, did you see that on Netflix? There's like a new power rangers. Yeah, we watched it because he also loves the mighty Morphin. He loves every power ranger. So We've we've almost gone through the entire Netflix catalog of different Power Ranger shows, and he he knows he knows the most about the Mighty Morphin and the Dino uh, Fury ones, the the oldest one and the newest one, respectively. But we're starting we're we're journeying into those middle seasons that I never watched as a kid either. Yeah, um, and he loves all of them. So like some days he's like, I want Mighty Morphin. He's like, some days I want. Uh, Ninja Steel. He's like, I want Beast Morphers. So he's all about it. So we've watched all of the available Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So we watched it together. Yeah. I was a little, I knew the subject matter when we went in. And there's a spoiler alert if you, if you old heads haven't watched it yet. Uh, <laughs> Rita comes back as a robot and then she literally murders the Yellow Ranger. Yeah. She murders Trini. Um, Which I thought was. I thought that was kind of weird because that actress passed away in real life in like a car accident and that's why she got replaced. So yeah. But she passed away like in 2001. Yeah. It was so a long time it's ago. been a long time, but like to explain in the timeline why she wasn't around, uh, they blew her, literally blew her up with an explosion off a cliff. So she like straight up died. And then like her in storyline daughter became the new yellow ranger at the end. Spoiler word again. Oh, one uh, thing I thought was cool. Sorry. No, go ahead. Is that 
all the original Power Rangers were still Power Rangers, even though they're like 50 now. Yeah. So I thought that was it was cool. cool. Well, like, I mean, that was the whole premise. They yeah. is they came back to to do the thing. Um, the the green slash white ranger passed away. Um, so they did a tribute to him as well. He uh, passed away last year, I want to say. Um, but he he committed suicide, and unfortunately, because he was literally every single person on the planet's favorite Power Ranger. But he didn't. He passed away after they had started filming. He had already said he wasn't going to sign up for it. Which is also weird because, like, Power Rangers is literally the only thing he's done since he was, like, a 19-year-old. Um, yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's, and like, he's like, so involved in, with all yeah, the Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rangers he's shows. constantly been involved. And anyway, obviously not for me to say why he did or didn't. I don't really... It doesn't really matter. What I was trying to say is the people that did not show up for the Power Rangers were name-dropped as Power Rangers in the suit because they would use voice clips from the show. Yeah. And then those Power Rangers got captured by Robot Rita, so they didn't have to deal with that. But what I was saying was it was weird because they literally murdered the Yellow Ranger, and I was a little uncomfortable with that. And I knew going in that was going to happen, but I didn't know how it was going to happen, and I wasn't sure how much I was going to have to explain. Uh, after it happened, it kind of looked like a normal explosion from Power Rangers, and then like her body just disappeared. So I was like, oh, they teleported her away. And then like I skipped all the funeral scenes, so I didn't have to explain it to my four-year-old that one of his heroes died. Yeah, uh, I'll save that for when he was the age I found out she died in real life. <laughs> yeah, or um, like maybe after she he watches Charlotte's Web or right. something. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also weird because Robot Rita in the show also made like repeated overt threats of death and like I will kill you. And I was like, that never happened in the show. Yeah, and it was weird to hear that. Um, but it wasn't made for little kids. It was made for people who were little kids and then grew up. Like our age, basically. Yeah, so... Like, I remember watching the very first yeah. episode of Power Rangers the day it came out. Yes, me too. <laughs> it was a big deal. It was live on primetime, and then the rest of it was, like, after school time. And I was like, wait, it's not on at 7 anymore? I was very confused. I actually had the TV stand upstairs that the TV was on. <laughs> it's, like, my oldest piece of furniture yeah. that I've carried with me through life some, yeah. for some I was, reason. I was big on the original Power Rangers. I watched it all the way up until, like... When they had car zords, that's I think that's when I like was too grown up to watch it anymore. Yeah, um, Turbo Power Rangers. Yeah, turbo. I think that's when I stopped because Zeo Rangers is still my favorite, but that's not on Netflix. <laughs> but he knows about it, and he asks whenever every once in a while, be like, "Can we watch Zeo Rangers?" I'm like, "It's not on Netflix, baby," and I'm not spending I'm not spending Amazon Prime money for this whole season because <laughs> you got to get the Alien Ranger season before it, so you understand why they lost all their. It's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we talking about? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Can't get me talking about Power Rangers, oh, bro. No. You know how I get. <laughs> so point number two, uh, <laughs> make sure you have time to hang out with your friends between recordings. <laughs> so when you're recording, you're not just, you know, recording and ke- you're also catching up with your friend for the last four months. <laughs> um. I mean, in all honesty, part of work-life balance is your personal life, too. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Everyone's like, work-life balance. How do I balance work with, like, being home with my kids and being attentive to my wife and stuff like that, which is all extremely important. We're hopefully going to touch on some of that. But you also have to remember to have time for yourself once in a while, which is the hardest part. Because you will naturally, if you're anything like us, probably prioritize yourself last. Yeah, pretty it much. Will go, it will go in either family then work or work then family both of which are valid because you need money to support your family and you need your family to have something worth supporting i guess is the way i would put it i guess but like 
But then within your family, it's like, all right, I also have to decide who do I give more attention to, my kid or kids or to my wife? Because we also talked about, like, how important it is to, like, set time aside to date your wife and stuff on a previous episode. So that's mm-hmm. also very important. But long story short is at the end of that line will be, all right, what do I get to do for myself? And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Because my day-to-day is I get up super early, get my kids ready for daycare. My wife and I get ready for work. We all go to work. We come home. Uh, or I leave straight to go get the kids because she drops them off in the morning and then I pick them up in the afternoon. I drive down to pick them up. I drive all the way back to come to home after I grab them and it's anywhere between four and five o'clock by the time all of us are home together. Then that's a little bit of playtime. Then the boys need to eat and then they have to get up early to go to daycare because we have to get them up early so we can go to work because our dumbasses chose teaching (laughs) and we didn't choose middle school so we don't get to go to work at nine like the cool kids and so to get them any kind of sleep we got to get them to bed like start process at like seven so we only get like a couple hours with them during the weekdays when we're working which is really stressful for us and it kind of weighs down on us a little bit but it's also hard for them too and uh and then like they go to bed and there's some chores to do around the house. We usually got to clean the kitchen and clean all the bottle dishes for the little one. Cause he's still on bottles for a little while longer, not a lot, just a little bit. And then somewhere in there, we have eaten dinner as well. And then, all right, it's like eight, eight thirty, maybe eight forty-five after we do the bottle dishes or clean up after the kids when they're asleep. And it's like, all right, how late are we staying up yeah, until we go to bed? Cause we have to get up early too. And, uh, that's the time when, you know, we'll sit down and watch a TV show together or more recently, my wife watches TV shows and I stare at my phones because I don't like the TV that she likes and she has a lot of it and I don't. <laughs> she has a lot of shows and I have like no shows because I don't really watch TV anymore. But like, you know, that's my that's my one, one and a half hours during the weekdays where I'm like, do I go on the computer and play a game? Do I just kind of catch up on memes and TikToks? Do I, you know, do I watch the show? It's not enough time to watch a movie. So, and then, you know, then take a shower, go to bed. Uh, and then you do it all over again. So it does not leave a lot of time for me to prioritize stuff for myself. And I was telling you before we hit record, in the time between the last recording and this recording, you are the first person I've gone and hung out with. Like, that's crazy for that's just, four months. Yeah, yeah. just I, don't, I haven't had time to see friends. Um, and, you know, friends are also busy, and several of them have kids, so they're also dealing with the same stuff. So, like schedules just stopped lining up wait no i'm a liar oh i have seen a friend who you've been hanging out with i had i had one friend that i saw is my friend adrian who lives like two houses down from me on the other side of the street but i he has a brand new kid right now and we never get to hang out uh but we all he and some of his buddies invited me to go see the dungeons and dragons movie with him oh nice i saw i got to see that too I loved it. It actually. was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really disappointed. Tangent. Really disappointed that the box office for that movie was not great because they're probably not going to make another one. But it was so good. It was very good. I would watch that movie like a hundred times. It was really good. Oh. So sorry, I was a liar. I got to see the Dungeons and Dragons movie like two weeks after it came out with with my pal Adrian. Shout out to Adrian if he watches or listens to this podcast. I don't know if he does. He's a busy guy. I don't know if he does either. I don't know him <laughs> at all. But hey, Adrian, if you're listening. I'm going to turn Let you me know. into <laughs> I'm going to turn you into a double liar. You did hang out with me You're one time. You're going to mention a casino yeah. night, yep, aren't you? Yeah. I am. 
We did get to hang out one, one other I couldn't time. remember if that was after our last recording or before. I believe it was after. It probably was. My school did Because I brought a, the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. And it was new. And I bought the motorcycle in February. Podcast listeners, this is your reminder that I have difficulty remembering <laughs> uh, intricate details of stories sometimes. But also... And then I go on my feelings a lot of the times. <laughs> but and also, I think I remember stuff real good. <laughs> and then it comes down to it, and I'm like, I did not remember that real good. <laughs> Casino Night was pretty awesome. I... Well, let me explain what Casino Night was real quick. Oh, true. My school that I work for did a fundraiser... Uh, is an athletic fundraiser where they hired a company to do a uh, not for real money casino in the lobby of a hotel in town. And so they had roulette tables, they had poker tables, they had blackjack tables. Um, they had a craps table, but I do not understand craps in any way, shape or form. So I didn't even look at it for more than one second, but it was a cool company. Um, they all did it legit casino style as if it was a real casino, which is minus the pit boss. When you got your ticket or you paid your money, you got X amount of pretend dollars to go gamble with. Uh, and then, you know, after you lost it all, you would go back and get more. So it was a blast. We had a ton of fun. Um, we went to the roulette table first and lost everything immediately. Then we went back for seconds (laughs) and then we went to blackjack, which is a more fun game to play. And we hung out there for a couple hours just playing blackjack at one table because we had a really cool dealer who was really chill. And um, because it's a fundraiser, the idea is to spend more money and do do more at the table. So, you know, um, he would help the newer newer players or players who didn't understand the game very well, like make smarter decisions so they can make more money so they could play more and, and do more charity. Um, but it was really fun. We had a blast. We met a couple of really cool people who also were parents with similar age groups to my kids. Um, and so we, we hung out with them for a while. And they had raffles and drawings and stuff. Well, really, the only bad thing about that evening is they had a photo booth. Oh. And you and I took some funny, cool pictures that I was going to make new covers of our podcast <laughs> that we could throw up there for like social media and stuff. And... Um, you had to type in your phone number to a thing or they would type it in. Um, I wanted to type it. Other people had typed it in and I wanted to type it in, but she asked what my phone number was. So I sent it or I didn't send it. I just said it out loud and she must've punched it in wrong. Cause we literally never, ever, 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 ever got those. Never got they don't exist anywhere on the internets. Well, somebody probably got them. Yeah. Whoever she put the, <laughs> the number into. Probably yeah. Got them. Uh, they're but, probably uh, like, man, those guys had a lot of fun. I wish I was there. <laughs> Damn, they are cool <laughs> as hell. Look at those poses. <laughs> those shirts were radical. <laughs> um, Nick won like five things, and I won nothing oh, in all the raffles. <laughs> but we, we had some good times. I did get a free T-shirt just because they were handing them out. I got the free T-shirt, and I won all those Tervis cups. You won a lot. of. There was like eight Tervis cups in there, weren't there? There was... There were like six cups and like a bunch of keychains, and there was something else in there. I can't remember what it was now, but I shared the cups with my friends, except for the metal cups. Well, not my friends, my children. (laughs) (laughs) This is the only friends we have left. I know. (laughs) (laughs) They're like little tiny friends. Yes. Shared my cups with my little tiny friends and uh, who look like me. Uh, um, and then the, the two metal cups, I was like, these are mine. Because uh, 
I like the metal cups. Yeah. They're they're more useful. Because then, like, you know, stays whatever temperature you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Plus, in a survival situation, you could sharpen the edges into a, a blade. I suppose. I mean, it's a pretty satisfactory blunt object. <laughs> <laughs> also... It has a bottle opener. This one has Ooh, a bottle opener on the bottom. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, I um, don't <laughs> struggle to see a situation you need a bottle opener for your turvis to pour into your turvis. I have no idea. <laughs> because most if, people don't drink beer out of a turvis. And, and that's the only thing I can think of you need a, like a, <laughs> a bottle opener for because it's made for beer bottles. Old-fashioned soda. Maybe? Right. <laughs> but also it's in a bottle, so why right. do you need the cup? I don't know. Our buddy Mitch is a bartender. He knows a lot about bottle openers. <laughs> I'm sure he'll chime in if he listens. He's living in Orlando now. Yeah. I last spoke to him right before he was going to buy a house. So it's been a long time. He has bought that house. And then Hurricane Ian oh. threatened that house. But his house still stands. Well, that's good. And then the, the what was the other big, was it Nicole? Yeah. Was the other one? Nicole that one also that. rode through and almost, if I remember correctly, was almost worse for him. <laughs> Yeah, I think it probably was because I remember seeing a lot of... Uh, that one went like straight for... Hurricane Nicole signs yeah. at the businesses in St. Augustine. Yeah, he went. He lived in, lives in, um, outside of Orlando in St. Cloud. I'm doxing you, Mitch. We love you. <laughs> at least we're not swatting you. God. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I've had two outings since our last recording. <laughs> one with you, which is probably why it blended together. Yeah. And then one with uh, my buddy Adrian, who I actually didn't really get to talk to that much because we went and sat and watched a movie. Then we both had kids to go back to. So we were like, all right, bye. <laughs> it's nice to um, sit next to you yeah, during this movie. Which is the only downside of having a movie as your outing. Side note, also the only downside to having a movie as your date with your wife is you don't really get to hang out. Um, but movies are the easiest dates to do, and they're so entertaining. My wife and I are planning a, a, a very rare date night in the next week or so. Oh, nice. And uh, our first thought is, like, let's go see Guardians of the Galaxy, because we go to see every Marvel movie. Um, but then our second thought is, like, but then, like, that's the whole date. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. But Cinebistro is really good. I could go for some Cinebistro. Right? Maybe we'll we see. should just go do that right after this. Ooh. Just go see Guardians of the Galaxy right now. Bro, <laughs> the the way my bank account's set up right now, <laughs> it's not gonna fly for me. <laughs> Time to get some sky miles. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss this off air. Okay. <laughs> 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 if we do this, I'm specifically not going to tell my wife that that's what we did until well, she listens to the episode. Yeah, She's say. like, motherfucker, you insult Guardians without me? I'd be like, what are you talking about? What? I was like, I heard it on your episode, you dumbass. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we like to have fun here. Yeah. All right, so back to our topic. But you got to keep it a little bit on the rails sometimes. Uh, personal time just for yourself. Yeah. It's important to schedule out if you can. My wife and I came up with this cool system that we never actually did where um, every month she would get a day where she went and hung out with her friends. I would get a day where I hung out with my friends. And then we would have a date night together. And that way we're only relying on one instance of people watching our child. Because then obviously we're both capable of doing that by ourselves. But it hasn't really happened, as you can tell. Because... I haven't seen like hardly anybody <laughs> see I've changed it to hardly anybody. Um, and I'm a little jealous of my wife cause her friends are cooler and local and more available. 
And when they, co- they, they hang out, they'll just come over to the house, which makes it easier for her. But then they also just help with the kids. Oh. Their, their hangout is just playing with the kids and helping out with the kids, which I think is kind of a fundamental difference between her and me. And I, I wonder if our listeners maybe, or maybe even you, have a similar thing. When I think of like hanging out with my friends and like self-care and like having fun, I typically think about like leaving the house and getting away from the kids for a little bit and not like getting away from the kids, but getting away from the responsibility. Whereas when my wife hangs out with friends, uh, they came over and are a part of the responsibility. And I think it's interesting. And I don't think it's the same effect. I feel like she probably feels less, uh, self cared than I do when I get to go out, but I also go out much rarer than her. Um, or, or, or see friends much rarer than her. We were actually just talking about this today because, um, the friends that come over all work with us and they walk, work really closely. And so like just last night, uh, we had a friend over and she just came over to hang out. And then part of hanging out ended up being like doing bath with, with my wife for the kids, like doing bath time with the kids with my wife and then putting one of them to sleep for us. And then, uh, they went and got ice cream and then after they got ice cream, they, she left. And I was like, it's interesting to me that that's, maybe that's just easier. And maybe she, maybe my wife just feels like, you know, then I can hang out with friends and I don't have to leave Nick with both kids. But like, that's never my first thought. Like I never ask one of my friends to come over like, Hey, come hang out with me and then help me do bedtime and stuff. That's just not where my brain goes. And I don't, I just think that's an interesting difference. It is interesting. We don't have that at my house at all. (laughs) Uh, My wife, only has one friend really besides her tiny friends yes <laughs> but, well to be fair this me. is to be, yeah. <laughs> I'm <your friend. laughs> to be fair this is a new phenomenon that's just been happening the last like couple of months because typically my wife was in the same boat she's like i have like three friends and none of them live in northport yeah. but as she's getting closer to the ladies that she works with this school year they've basically trauma bonded over the school year because it's been very difficult for all three of them four of them sorry that like it's just kind of like I mean, they trauma bonded. They just became closer friends over their shared experience. And so that kind of plays into it. But before, before they really started growing together, she was like, I have two friends and they both live in Sarasota and they both have kids and we never get to see each other. And I was like, that sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Because all my friends are in Sarasota and they mostly have kids and blah, 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 blah. So it's a newer phenomenon. And I I think it's cool that she gets to have a friend come over and hang out and they get to like, they have fun playing with the kids which I do too. I'm not trying to say I don't like playing with my kids, but like that's their hangout. And that's the case with most of her friends that come over is they'll leave, the ones that don't have kids will come over and help with the kids. The ones that do have kids will come over and our kids will have a play date. And like their hangout just kind of becomes watching all the kids together. And then I, while they're all distracted, I do all the chores that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my hands are free. They got to do something and I'll go empty the dishwasher. I'll cook dinner. I'll do all that. And like, that's kind of like my role when they all hang out. I'll like let you guys do this so I can get some stuff done. But like, again, like when I hang out with friends, like I'm like, all right, what, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Like, how do we get out of the house? And yeah, sorry. I've repeated myself to interrupt you. So go ahead. Well, that's <laughs> your okay. point. Oh. You are your wife's one friend. Yeah. True. <laughs> uh, so one thing we try to do is, um, I'm in the veteran motorcycle group now, mm-hmm. and so is she. She's got a little patch oh, on right, her back, the auxiliary too. unit, right? Yep, that's right. You tell me about that at Casino so, Night. <laughs> on Tuesday nights, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday nights, uh, they have their meetings at like VFWs in the area, 
and we try to make it to those. That's like our personal time <laughs> right. that we do together. Um, and um, we get to go out for a couple hours and like socialize with everyone. And then, um, then we come back home. And the closest VFWs to us, which is where we usually have those meetings, are in Sarasota and in Venice because we're like right in between mm-hmm. both of them. And um, while Pam was in the hospital, we were able to go to those two because we felt comfortable leaving the kids like home mm-hmm. with my daughter's old enough to watch them for two yeah. hours or be basically. And, um, but the other two are way farther away. One's in Northport, yeah. which I've only been to that one one time. And the other one is Inglewood, Ingle- which is... Al- it's about the same distance, just in a slightly different direction. It's a longer drive, but it's closer, yeah. <laughs> mileage-wise. We got to hit is, River Road, and it, River Road's obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we haven't been able to go to those those ones for the past basically two months. No, because um, we didn't want to be that far away from the kids. Um, and then she's so busy with school and like exams and stuff. Like her program is much more intense than mine. Uh, because it's like medical knowledge yeah. and mine is not medical knowledge <laughs> <laughs> and no one presumably is going to die if uh, I get a bad test grade. Right. <laughs> and she will not get to go farther into her program if she gets a bad test. Yeah. Grade. So um, most of her free time is basically just studying. Like she doesn't really get real free time. Yeah. So to combat that, um, we try to make time to go to lunch a couple times a week. And like today, we had a lot going on today, but we still were able to go eat lunch together, which mm-hmm. was cool. Um, there's this place in town that it has three locations now called Origin Pizza. Origin is so good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I first heard about it when I was volunteering at the hospital in the ER. Because it's there. First like, location is right there, it, right across the street. Yeah, and it's open to 1 a.m. Yep. And I was working 8 to 6 a.m. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, it's weird. They told me about it, and they're like, oh, this is a really bomb pizza place. It's like right there. You know, you could walk there and back in five minutes. They have some of the best wings in town, too. Oh, my goodness. They're so good. They're amazing. And obviously, we all know that I love buffalo wings. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> and normally, I do not like to baked wings because I like fried wings. Mm-hmm. But Origin definitely has the best wings in the area. Like, And they're baked. Um, and someone taught me to ask for them extra crispy. Yes, that's and, my move, uh, too. Yeah. They're just so good. I had, so good. I had some today, actually. Oh, that's so did you we get the trifectas, or do you get something um, else? Trifectas is like their their claim to fame. I did not get the trifectas. I I usually have been getting the buffalo wings because since all the good wing places are kind of gone now, I just miss buffalo. That's fair. So I've just been getting that lately. But um, I will try them next time. Yeah, so they have trifecta wings, um, which I'm not going to try to remember the three flavors they use. Um, but they're really good. That's like their signature one. And they also have a trifecta pizza where they use Ooh. that blend with uh, with chicken on the pizza. And it's so good. I took my wife there one time when um, she was pregnant with Lincoln. Because also in that area is a ultrasound place where you go for like your final couple of checkups before you get admitted to the hospital. 
and um, we went there. We had we took the day off of work. We went there early in the morning at like 9 a.m. and we popped out. We're like, "Ooh, we're hungry!" And I was like, "Honey, we're so close to Origin, and you've never been. We gotta go." And we we went there, and she loves it too. And it's just so good. It's so good. My favorite. I think my favorite part is uh, they had the jukebox there, and I've been to all three of them in town because. Once I found out about it, anytime I was like close to one and hungry, I was just like, oh, let's go to Origin. <laughs> uh, so I've had like... That's your Whataburger. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been at all three locations and they all have like a jukebox, mm-hmm. but you don't need it because they're always playing really good music. Yes. So it's like... I'm pulling up their menu so I can remember what the trifecta is, actually, what's actually in the trifecta. Yeah. So I can not steer the listeners wrong. Because if you're a local listener and you haven't been to Origin yet, you need to do it. You definitely need to go. And if you're a listener and you're our friend, then let me know and I'll go with you. Yes. <laughs> they have four locations now, by the way. Oh, there's four of them? Where's number... Well... They have one at UTC now. Oh, that's the one I didn't know about. Yeah, so I've never been to the UTC one. But now that I know it's there, I probably... Well, I suppose... Well, you already had them today, so I was going to say, I suppose if if the movie doesn't work out, (laughs) then... I'll go to Origin again. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to waste a ton of time staring at my phone trying to do this and fail to try to find something for the second time since I've got to your house to do this (laughs) podcast, uh, because their menu doesn't explicitly say what's in the trifecta online, and I don't have a good memory, as we can tell, so... (laughs) All I can tell you is it's really freaking good. Probably my favorite wings in town. There's one other place I really, really like, um, but everyone kind of knows about it now. And it's... Um, what is it? It's Maybe. Intersection. Oh, yeah. They're really good. Uh, um, Beneva and Weber. It's not Intersection anymore. It's Salty Gyms now. Oh, they've changed your... Oh, they, I knew that. I knew that. It's actually a lot nicer in there it than is. it used to be. And they still do Wing Wednesdays. And, they and were their wings one, are still pretty good. They were one of the stops during our poker run that we had nice. like two weeks ago. Did you ever use the... Uh, were you able to use the company from Casino Night on your poker run? Um, it was too short notice for us to try ah. to plan that. And also, our the last stop of our poker run it was supposed to be um, like an outdoor festival type thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then it stormed all, ah. all day. So uh, everybody that was outside had to get crammed inside the building. And uh, my cousin was one of the vendors there. Um, his wife makes like t-shirts and cups and all kinds of stuff. Um, but we were able to raise like 16 grand for our calls. That's awesome. Which, uh, last year, I think it was 1500. So, oh, wow. You know, it's a huge jump. <laughs> yeah. It's Jeez. a big jump. That's awesome. Um, but I guess there was a lot more people that were involved this time sure. than there was last time. And, uh, and it's a great way to stay in shape. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a great way to stay in shape. Um, speaking of that, um, uh, I have lost a lot more weight since January. I oh, yeah. I didn't mention that at Where all. You, what do you, what's your progress? What uh, you I'm at 342 now. Okay. Which is the least I've weighed in a very long time. And uh, I thought I was like plateauing out. Right. Because I see myself all the time. And since I've been doing so well, like my appointments at the nutritionist mm-hmm. have been like farther and farther apart. So I was just like, oh, you know, I'm going to step on the scale and I'm going to weigh like 10 more pounds than I did last time or something. But I weighed like six pounds less. Nice. And uh, the way I've been doing my stuff is uh, like so consistent that like the weight is like gone, gone. Yeah. Like I don't have to worry about like drinking a Coke and then next day I'll weigh more or something. Yeah. 
because like at the beginning of your journey like stuff like that that can happen yeah yeah so um yeah i'm just doing good on that that's awesome and uh people have told me that my my face and stuff looks a lot thinner which uh one of the things that really made me realize that like i was making progress is uh the shirt that I'm wearing in most of those St. Augustine pictures mm-hmm. is a size smaller than what I normally wear. Nice. Uh, I was really excited that that shirt fit me because it was a Hello Kitty shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just like a normal men's yeah, yeah, t-shirt, yeah. but it has a pocket right here, and there's a Hello Kitty on the pocket. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm down about 10 pounds oh, that in is... between weigh-ins right now. When I first started going, I mentioned the, the doctor appointment stuff. When I first started going in, I was weighing in around like, 290 something which is heavier than i had been since i started losing weight after high school um like 20 years ago i was in the worst shape of my life like pushing 330 and then 10 years ago i was in the best shape of my life working out two or three times a day and doing judo and competing in competitions for judo and running 5ks and i was like 219 and then now um it's for over the last like 10 years has been kind of like slowly going up and then I'd do a fitness thing and it'd go down and then slowly going up. And then, um, but I was weighing in around in, in the two nineties, the mid two nineties. And I stepped on the scale on Monday and I was two eighty four, And that nice. was before my wife and I started doing a, a really good diet this week. So I'm excited to weigh myself again over the weekend and see, see how I do. I'm excited for you. Yeah. It's and really, it's really been something that's been on my mind. And part of the, the work life balance struggle for me has been finding time to be more nutritionally conscious and be more, uh, athletic or just involved in fitness. Like I just, and I knew this is going to come, um, because of our work schedules and because of the needs of our child, our, our younger child just being so young. Um, and with our older child being so, um, chaotic sometimes, like you just, sometimes it just has to be all hands on deck and, um, we just haven't had the time. And, uh, and my wife, love her to death. She wasn't super invested yet because while she was, um, nursing her, her post baby weight was just flying off. Um, but now that she's finished, that's another thing that happened since last time we recorded, she's done pumping completely. No. Um, we're running through the last like 20 or so like big bags of small bags of milk. Um, so he's almost done drinking milk, her milk. Um, but now that she's done doing that, the, the, pounds are no longer flying off. So now she's like, Hey, let's eat healthy. Let's find a way to get some fitness. And then now that I have my testosterone shots, like there's like a, a it's no longer a want to now it's a need to for both of us. Yeah. Um, so it's just pushing us in the right direction, which is cool. Um, one thing I forgot to mention also in between last time and this time with my son, uh, he was having to, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, he's been having difficulty eating solid foods and transitioning to solid foods. Um, he had an extremely strong gag reflex and he would just throw up every time food touched his mouth. Like it just touched the tip of his tongue and he would gag and empty his whole stomach. It's like extremely strong gag reflex. And we were racking our brain. We were talking to experts and doing all kinds of research. Um, we eventually got him into a, um, what's it called? Uh, like a pediatric speech pathologist basically to do a, a feeding study or a swallow study. And he had already started slowly making some gains by the time we got in there, but we got a lot of really good insight and ways to kind of encourage him to chew and lateral tongue movement to get the food in the right spot that he had no idea how to do because he had started so late. Uh, and now he's eating crunchy foods like a champ. 
He will eat any kind of crunchy snack. He will chew it and eat it and does a really good job. And at school, they've been giving him, they've been doing a really good job of like giving him diverse kinds of foods on a, like a little plate with all of his little friends and they all sit and try to eat together and stuff. And he's tried little, little pieces of hamburger and he's tried little pieces of pizza. And so he's making huge headways, which is really cool because the feeding therapist uh, signed us up for once a week, one hour therapy. And we're on a waiting list for that in the Sarasota John Hopkins location. And if he just decided to eat properly all by himself with our help, that'd be great because I do not want to pay for (laughs) one once a week therapy for him for chewing and eating and stuff. So I'm glad to see he's making a lot of headways for both those reasons. But I wanted to mention that earlier and I totally forgot. Well, that's awesome. That's really good that he's starting to starting to make that progress. Yeah. I keep forgetting to text my wife when I go places because I don't get to go places very often. <laughs> so I just got a text message like, are you okay? <laughs> um, so yes, honey, I am okay. I have responded to you just now. I can and see him. He's definitely okay. <laughs> I got and, here intact. And he's been drinking water. <laughs> I am hydrating. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, finding, finding personal time in this work-life balance is very difficult. And it's going to be, I assume, a lot of new parents' biggest struggle. Because everybody, everybody kind of harps on to like make time for you guys as a group, as a couple. Um, but less so make time for yourself. And I've always been a big proponent of you can't pour from an empty cup. So you got to take care of yourself so you can be better to take care of everybody else that you need to take care of. But that just doesn't happen all the time. (laughs) It really doesn't. And like, um, from my, and I mentioned this a little bit before, from my perspective, both my wife and I work as teachers, both of our kids go to daycare. All four of us have the same schedule. All four of us get up in the morning every weekday, go to, go to our place and then come back all roughly around the same time. And there is very little like time where her and I are, anywhere without them because of that and you know people who work you know the old nine to five or whatever not everybody has that monday through friday schedule you might have the odd day off throughout the week or whatever um there's a little bit more opportunity for you to use that um but like everybody else once you finally get that opportunity to do now you're looking around the house it's a mess you got to clean it like there's always something to do but eventually you just got to say no and you're like no this is i got to do something for me and so that's that's probably my biggest piece of advice is you need to prioritize yourself a little bit. Not all the time. Don't be a dick about it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't take it too far and be like, no, honey. I will not be at the dance recital. <laughs> <laughs> this is my me time. Friday is for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some there's some seriousness to that. Like, if you can get a once a week thing, um, as you know, and you can keep it balanced in some way so your wife doesn't feel left out all the time or your kids don't feel... Like they miss you all the time, you know, got to, got to do that for yourself best you can. For sure. One of the biggest things they always say when I go to class is, did you guys practice self care? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're supposed to do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I rode my motorcycle to the grocery store. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes that's all there's time for it. Yeah. That's, that's, why it's hard like if it was so simple as like i'm just gonna schedule this and do it then you know people wouldn't be miserable all the time but it's really hard to take time for yourselves or for your loved ones because there's always something to do and you know everyone's gotta work nobody gets to stay home anymore long gone are the days of single income (laughs) (laughs) especially around here yeah for real like (laughs) 
<laughs> what else is important for work-life balance? We covered some pretty cool stuff, but I feel like we're missing stuff. I also feel like we're missing stuff. I mean, I think the last thing you said really hit the hit the nail on the head is you just have to find, I guess, little bits of peace throughout the day. If you find something that brings you that little bit of contentment, try to try to work that in somehow. Yeah. Like, you know, I joked about riding the motorcycle to the grocery store. <laughs> you know, riding my motorcycle is one of the things that brings me contentment. Yeah. So I use that as an excuse to do one of the things that I have to do. Yeah. And uh, I'm thankful that my wife likes to ride it with me sometimes. Actually, she likes to ride it with me whenever she can. So, <laughs> like, sometimes we both get to ride it to the yeah. grocery store or, you know, oh, we got to go pick this up real quick. Right. <laughs> um, well, it makes your, makes your normal chores more fun. It makes it less like, oh, we got to go to the grocery store. We're like, <gasps> get on the hog. We get, we get to go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. And, and you just reminded me of something. I don't think guys hear this enough because the, the typical dynamic that we all think of with home life and like, I guess gender roles and stuff like that is that the wife is the primary caregiver of the children and the husband is, is the go to work and come home guy. And, and everybody knows that's not the case anymore for most people. Most people, everybody goes to work and comes home. And so there's no like, well, I stay home with the kids and you go to work and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's everybody goes to work and come home and you're both with the kids. Um, and I feel like that doesn't get said a lot sometimes because we still have this like antiquated 1950s view of the family. But to that effect, I don't think guys hear enough that like it's okay to ask for some time. It's okay to ask your spouse, you know, or your, or your significant other, you know, like, hey, I need, I need an hour. When we only had one kid, uh, my wife and I came up with like a block of time for each of us every day. We're like, you go, I'll take the kid. We'll go outside and play or we'll go in the room and play, whatever. Go read a book. Go just lay on the bed. Go, you know, whatever you want to do for your, your hour, your hour and a half or whatever. And then we'd switch or we'd do every other day. It's much harder with two kids. And so obviously every situation is going to be different, but it's okay to ask for help. Like the worst they're going to be is like, I'm really stressed out right now. I don't think I can do that. And then you just ask again another time. And by the same token, it should be okay for them to ask you for the same thing. And you should be able to handle handle the the slack or pick up the slack for they're just being you know like 99 percent of problems that couples face or or stressors that couples deal with is not necessarily solved outright but definitely helped with just communication like you have to talk to each other about this stuff yeah you can't just sit there and bottle it up and be like how come she never lets me go do anything you know what i mean like you can't have that kind of sentiment you have to be able to voice it and ask for it and talk for it because nobody's a mind reader and if you think you're stressed out all the time um, you know, she's also probably stressed out all the time. And like, there's this phenomenon that my wife and I have sometimes where we get so wrapped up in this stuff that like, we're like, oh yeah, our spouse is an entirely different person with all the same full like thoughts and feelings and stressors and like ideas. And like, we're all, we're independently running at the same time, <laughs> parallel to each other. And like working, like, like you forget cause you, you know, for her and I, we work really closely together every day at home. Like we're just like, we're a tag team for real life. And like, sometimes I forget, like I get wrapped up in how I feel if I'm feeling stressed or run down and then she feels the same way at the same time. Cause we both go through it. So like, you got to communicate those things before it like bubbles over or 
can't just hold you gotta you gotta talk you gotta talk to each other you gotta have those conversations and you gotta do it with like humility and not come in like all hot-headed be like i need a day off just you know you gotta come in with that kind of like hey look i know you're stressed i'm stressed let's work something out so something you just said kind of reminded me of a funny thing that happened yesterday um you're talking about like the antiquated view of the family and like the wife cooking and cleaning mm-hmm. kind of thing and uh we were talking to pam on the phone last night because she was getting ready to come home today and she's like i'm so excited i miss jackie's cooking <laughs> but i've been cooking a lot lately and jackie's like i miss nick's cooking <laughs> Because uh, when my dad moved to Georgia, which also happened during our hiatus, <laughs> uh, he left his grill down here for me to have. Ooh, nice. So uh, I never grilled anything, like, pretty much ever. Like, I tried once in a while, or, like, maybe I flipped the meat at mm-hmm. somebody else's house one time sure. or something. But, like, I just kind of was always watching and observing. And since I'm 36 now, I have to pick between, like... <laughs> smoking meats or like becoming really interested in world war ii stuff (laughs) or so uh, (laughs) i guess i'm leaning towards the meats there you go you're already you're famously fantastic at your at your briskets well your last time we were hanging out you were talking about your briskets you're making which i have made a brisket since then actually maybe two of them but um i just branched out to be brave enough to cook chicken and uh, i made some chicken the other day on the grill and everybody loved it like the kids jackie that's everybody (laughs) me i guess yeah Uh, but uh all your friends they're like what did you (laughs) what did you do to this chicken i was like i just made it on the grill and they're like well what seasonings did you use and i was like oh this is my secret recipe now this is my thing that i'll never tell you that's what i told them i said i'll never tell (laughs) and it's like the most basic thing in the world (laughs) like it's not hard um it was just funny she's i miss jackie's cooking and then jackie was like i miss nick's cooking i remember very early in in my wife and i's relationship for the first few years like she almost wouldn't let me cook and like it almost became a small point of contention like do you think i'm bad at cooking am i bad at cooking do you hate my food am i poisoning (laughs) people out here like help me out here but it just she just liked to do it at the time and it's like it's totally reversed now i think in the last two or three years i've cooked 99 percent of our meals that we actually cook and don't order out and i'm about it because i like to cook i'm not like an amazing chef or like my brother-in-law is a fantastic at-home cook and just like crushes it with every meal I can make very basic stuff, but I make very basic stuff sound or taste pretty decent. And, uh, or at least for my wife and I. So. Hey, they keep coming back for more. <laughs> <laughs> she lets me cook. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we made, uh, we made what I lovingly call tacos El Gringo last night, which is, uh, ground turkey instead of beef because it's leaner and we're trying to eat a little healthier. And then, uh, is store-bought everything. And we follow the instructions on the packet. <laughs> and, and it's good enough for us. It's like that TikTok sound. I was thinking, it's like, white people taco. Yes, night. yes. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, I've sent that to her and laughed really hard. Because <laughs> we love to make tacos at home. We like to have taco night. That's really fun. It's easy to do. And it's not too time intensive or 
kitchen destroying. I've forgotten to buy store-bought taco seasoning before and I've had to Google what's in taco seasoning and then I had all that seasoning so I put it together and it tasted pretty good. Nice. Um, we had one taco night a long time ago where my buddy Mitch, our buddy Mitch, came over and I forget what the reason was but we had a bunch of friends over and uh, Mitch, before he was a bartender, was a chef and he's an extremely good cook. He was really talented at what he does or did and he's really talented at what he does now. Um, but he's, he's really good and he knows his shit and he is like, all right, if we're doing taco night, we're doing real tacos. And I was like, let's do this. And so like he, he, he came in and pretty much ran the kitchen and we made like from scratch legit tacos, which were really good. We made our own, um, our own salsas from scratch and it was really cool. And I'd love to recreate that and do that again. And I feel like I'm at a kitchen capacity now where I could, I could learn to do that the right way. I just don't have the time. So <laughs> fast is the way to go. So I make tacos al gringo, <laughs> white people tacos, store-bought. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't know, man. I don't know what, I can't see the screen. It's uh, almost an hour and a half. Oh, you okay. had a pretty good run. Yeah. If you wanted to start putting the finishing touches on. Yeah, I guess we could do that. It's kind of, I feel like we're a little disjointed with our topic, but that's okay. I mean... We work, covered a lot. Work-life balance was our main idea we wanted to talk about today, but that encompasses so many different things. And yeah. we're, you know, if anybody's listened to any of the six episodes besides the first one, we're wildly off topic all the time. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but like, but you know, work-life balance is like, how do you take care of yourself? How do you take care of your fitness and nutrition? How do you make sure you're spending enough time with your kids? How do you even try to schedule in some time with your spouse or significant other? How do you take little small moments in your life, like going to the grocery store and make them fun? Um, I feel like we've covered all of that stuff. We've talked about all the stuff in our weird disjointed way. Um, and we even talked about like, how do you even make time to cook food? Cause that's been our big issue Yeah, is, you know, each time our kid was born, it took us forever to finally feel comfortable enough with our, you know, one person working with the kids and one person working with the kitchen to actually cook food. And we spend wasted really tons of money on ordering out or, um, even doing those like, uh, through the mail, meal prep stuff like which were delicious and great but so overpriced yeah and like you know we were getting into financial difficulties because it's just like the markup on things like even like doordash or uber eats or something because like we felt we felt so uncomfortable with having enough time to even go pick something up to save money like it really felt like at the at those times with our newer kit or the newborn stage for first like few months, like we felt like we couldn't do that. And that was us in our own head. We, we could have easily been like, Hey, I'll be right back. And like, but we just felt like we couldn't, we weren't, we weren't balancing properly. We weren't thinking about it properly. And instead of like, well, they'll bring the food to us and we'll do it. It'll be fine. You know, we'll, we'll do it this once. We'll go get normal food or we'll cook tomorrow and whatever. And then like, it just kind of snowballs and like, we're feeling more comfortable doing things more properly as our youngest is starting to get older. Well, that's one of the things I found too, as my kids have gotten like to the stage where I could leave them alone sometimes, like the, the older they get, their needs change Yeah, and like you still have to spend time with them, like right. helping them with stuff. But it's all the like, you know, I guess you'd call it like daily life activities, mm-hmm. like showers and bathrooms and stuff like that. They, they, all my they kids do on their own now. Yeah. So like that frees up some of your time and now you can cook a little more or until the extracurriculars start. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not to extend this even more cause we were about to wrap it yeah, up, but that is, that's something I wanted to mention is my kids don't have extracurriculars right now. They're too young. 
this summer, my my baby's still going to, well, he's mobile infant, whatever. He's still going to be in daycare all year because his daycare keeps running. But my older one, he's going to be transitioning to VPK, so he's going to get a summer break. But he's not quite old enough to be like, let's put him in camps and stuff. So that's fine for this year, but you know, soon that's going to change for us. And it has for you because I know um, your kids do like dance and gymnastics, stuff like that. And that's that's another thing you have to factor in. Like, oh, now they're going to school, but then after school they're doing this. Yeah. And like, it's just more stuff on the plate. You got to start scheduling around. So those nights we have to eat out because there's no time for anything else. But the last few weeks have been pretty interesting because uh, my oldest and my youngest, who used to not get along, are now like becoming good friends. (laughs) And it's awesome because like every day after school, they just want to come home and they want to go out together and ride bikes. Um, And... Like, they're both so into it right now that my son's like, Dad, can you pick us from aftercare early? Because, you know, <laughs> I want to be home when Adriana gets home so we can Aww. ride bikes. And uh, and she's been just as excited to go out with her brother, too, which is is pretty cool. I thought they would never get along. Yeah, I mean, well. It's weird because, like, when they were younger, they got along. And then, you know, she's a tween sixth grade girl now so she don't want to hang out with a seven-year-old boy (laughs) yeah i mean like that there's certain there's certain parts of their lives where that age difference is going to be huge and there's certain parts of lives where it doesn't matter yeah so we're at a it doesn't matter stage right now (laughs) because they just want to ride bikes and hang out together that's so cool yeah yeah i think i think that's kind of the missing piece of the puzzle that we were talking was like those extracurriculars those after school stuff because you know any of our listeners with older kids they're dealing with that too i have uh tons of coworkers who have kids in you know the elementary to high school range um then they're like well i just got done with a you know eight and a half hour day putting up with teenagers i'm gonna go watch my kids swim in a pool for another four hours <laughs> or time to go to gymnast or you know whatever it is um so i think that was something that i think that was the part of the puzzle we hadn't covered and we were missing so i think that about wraps up the work-life balance here's here's what we've done for you we forewarned you of many pitfalls <laughs> without offering too many solutions. Cause to be honest, the solutions are situational. Our solutions won't be your solutions. It's really about communication and scheduling. If you can, if you can organize all of your shit that you have to do, then you guys can communicate what to do with whatever time remains. And that's how for my family it's been lately as, as we've been coming out of a very tumultuous four months to be quite honest with you. Like I, I, I gave you the, the, the cliff notes, but it's been 2023 hit us like right in the face right away. Um, with like tons of illnesses and work being super stressful and all this other junk and like it sucked. Um, but it's, we're the lights at the end of the tunnel. We're coming out of it. Summer break's going to rejuvenate all of us a lot. I feel like, and, um, we're going to start balancing stuff out a lot better as the kids get older. And so if you're a new parent with a newborn and, you know, everything's adorable and you're in like the baby honeymoon phase where you always want to be together all the time anyway, it's great. Enjoy it. Let that be what it is because it's amazing. But when you guys start feeling run down or even before that, if you can start catching the warning signs, you know, that's when you communicate, schedule, figure stuff out, try to have something for yourself and then something that you two can do together. Um, Because if you don't, the work-life balance becomes imbalanced one way or the other <laughs> when you said that my mind just went to like a family guy episode 
And I was like, he got chocolate in my peanut butter. Oh, my God. He got peanut butter in my chocolate. <laughs> I'm Officer Reese. <laughs> like, it's just like. Why is that where your head went? I was like, work-life balance. You don't want too much chocolate in your peanut butter. Damn it. <laughs> If your peanut butter starts getting too chocolatey, you're not going to want to eat it anymore. When you pizza, when you're supposed to french fry, you're going to have a bad time. So, sorry. Sorry for that, everyone. (laughs) We tried to end on a really poignant note. Yeah. My bad. My bad. That's the bottom of my heart. My bad. All right, guys. Who knows when our next recording will be, but I can promise you it won't be four months from now. I feel like it'll be soon since we will see you next time. I have two more (laughs) weeks of work, and then I'm on summer break, and you are nearly done with this semester, or are done done with this semester. You are done with this semester. Free time abound for a couple months. So, Presumably. Yeah. (laughs) And then it all starts up again, so... We will see if we still hit our 1,000 download goal because we obviously didn't do the other one. Oh, well, I feel like we can I feel like we can still do it. I think so. We got this. Listener. Tell all your friends. Single listener. <laughs> Spread the word again. Matt, I know you're listening right now because you were the last person to react on our Facebook. We appreciate you, man. Don't, I, for, don't forget to tell all your friends. Listen, Matt, if you can keep the show going, there's more Power Ranger talk down the pipeline. Oh, different Matt. Matt Rose is who I was talking about. Matt, I don't know you, but I'm you pretty don't. sure we've shouted you out before for your new baby. We did. And I hope that baby is doing amazing. And I hope you guys are having a good time with it. It looks like the baby's doing pretty good on Facebook. Hell yeah. I guess I should message you. I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm sorry, bud. It's not just you. <laughs> it's, it's literally everyone we know. <laughs> maybe this is the lesson for us in our work-life balance. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe this was all a facade so we could realize our own mistakes. It's an intervention we did on each other. <laughs> all right, everybody. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening, if you're still there. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs>
There's pretty much no part of it that's appropriate for children. No. 